like Bernie. Hey, Bert. This is Luke and Lewis on Triple M Modern Digital. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the show. This is Luke and Lewis for lunch on Triple M Modern Digital. How are you going, Luke? Very well, Lewis. Looking forward to today's banter. <laughs> Jeez, this is a loud intro of the show. We have things coming up. I've I've called New Zealand to convince them that I am also from that country. People were doubting overnight your New Zealand accent, uh, your accent from yesterday's show, so we thought we'd put it to the test and give a New Zealand bakery a call and to see if they believe that you're from New Zealand. That is coming up. And I think you're going to be really impressed. <laughs> no, off, off that, I think you should be really worried. <laughs> also, our uh, button pusher, Michael, is the nicest human on the planet, so I decided to teach him how to be mean. We're going to make Michael mean on Triple M Modern Digital. And you also also raced a Paralympian during the week in preparation for our big race on Thursday. Oh, yes. I'm racing Paralympians at this point. You should be absolutely terrified. You lost by a lot. <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, that and more coming up next of Luke and Lewis for lunch on Triple M Modern Digital. Now, Lewis, uh, I've been noticing lately a resurgence of scooter users. I wouldn't say it's a resurgence. I say that it's always been there lurking underground. You nah. just haven't seen it yet. Really? Like yeah. an underground? Yeah, that's what I mean. But now I feel like it has always been an underground people using scooters. Oh, you think scooters are going mainstream? Oh, they're definitely going <laughs> mainstream. I saw three people commuting to work today with suits on and like a you know a satchel bag. So like, so a like middle-aged bag. people. Middle-aged people genuinely using a scooter as a mode of transport. Like some people catch the train, some people uh, you know drive to work, other people catch the razor. <laughs> just push. You know, I think that's uh, work. that's not that uncommon. Like this is this is the this is the first job you've ever really had when yes. you come into the city. This uh, this has been going on for years. Where I think t- taking a scooter to work is probably as an adult male at the same time the lamest decision you could ever make, but also one of the smartest ones. Because when you think about it. A razor scooter in the city, embarrassing, yes, but efficient also. Yeah. Like, the confidence you would need (laughs) to be that efficient is astounding. Yeah, I don't have that sort of confidence, but I do. I'm thinking, I'm hoping the Blade community uh, rises up and revolts against this underground scooter movement, because I want Blades to become mainstream. Rollerblades. Yeah, rollerblades. Yeah, so, well, maybe you should just start rollerblading to work. I mean, you walked, why don't you blade? We're not doing this because I've been known to make big calls on air and I know I'll say something silly and then I'll have to wake up at 5am and I'll have a sore ankles at work tomorrow. He's learned his lesson, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, anyway, it, it'd be fine. You know, we all know I could do it because I just look You just look down corner. right. That's but, true. But uh, another reason uh, to back up my theory that uh, scooters are making a mainstream resurgence yeah. is that uh, you might have heard about this in Brisbane a mm-hmm. few days ago. There was a scooter gang that uh, ran, <laughs> scooter or gang. I should say scooted, uh, yeah. just absolute, about 100, I would say 200 teens scooted together in a mob through Fortitude Valley <laughs> in Brisbane and uh, just absolutely made a ruckus so of the So it's a scooter joint. gang, so... It's almost an oxymoron in itself. Yeah, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> Contradicts. Like, you have scooter. a bikey gang, which like the Hell's Angels are very scary, so a scooter gang would just be called the Hell's Nerds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, I don't think that of a clubhouse. I think it's no. just like, and you know, my favorite part of this, I was reading a lot about this uh, thing, and th- there's a video that shows about 200 kids just ripping through the streets, and they had mm. to shut down some of the roads because there was a bunch of tweens on skaters, oh, scooters. Sorry. Well, that just proves how little there is to do in yeah. Brisbane. People are resorting to razor scooters yeah. to have fun. <laughs> and, uh, I, and I read one, a quote from, uh, from one of the articles. It was, it amused me a lot because these kids were definitely under 18, about six. Yeah, it was a full on riot. Like there were police involved. It was a big issue. It shut down the whole city. Yeah. And uh, so, uh, police came out and said, uh, police are liaising with parents who have been arriving at Kangaroo Point to collect their children from the riot. <laughs> hey, mum, I'm with Tim right now. Uh, we've just done a riot. Can you come pick me up? <laughs> I don't want to scoot all the way home. <laughs> uh, um, my brother actually uh, used to scoot like like on the regular. He would go to skate parks and just scooter it up. And he actually got quite good at this thing, like to the point where he got to the point where I think if he decided to take it really seriously, he could have gone pro. But then he realized, of course, why would you want to be a professional scooter driver? Rider? Driver. <laughs> you don't drive a scooter. You don't need a license. No, but he got really good at all these tricks. He used to he always used to show me videos of his phone of him doing like flips and tricks and all this stuff and he'd go look at what I just learned look what I did and he'd be really impressed with himself and I would just look at it and be like you know what no matter how impressive or difficult a stunt is you're still doing it on a scooter (laughs) (laughs) it's time to talk about the great race now if you are a new listener let's do a quick recap for you Um, basically Luke used to be a state level runner how many years ago Uh, I forget about three. <laughs> yeah, you thought it was three, and then we had a look at some running footage, and it turned out it's probably more like four. It was like 2015 or 2014. We'll at never some know. point, at some point in time, Luke used to be good at running. I have flashbacks occasionally of being <laughs> somewhat good at running. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I thought, but he still claims that he's a good runner. So I thought I would challenge him to a race. Here's the rules. I'm allowed to train every single day for our running race. Luke has to remain sedentary. He's not allowed to move any faster than a brisk walk. Which I've been coping with. Uh, it it's, hasn't been a huge stretch from what I regularly do anyway. Well, actually, Luke, I have been watching you on Snapchat, and I saw while you were at the airport... You got so excited by a travelator that you decided to run across it to see how fast you would get. It was so fast. <laughs> Can you blame me? So a travelator is those flat escalators that yeah. uh, get a very efficient yes. way of getting through an airport. And I, every time I go to an airport, I always film myself just beating all these. Look, look at all these humans on the side walking. I become a cyborg as I enter the travelator. Yeah, okay, I'll admit I got a bit excited. Being a cyborg counts as training, Luke. So you must be punished for the second time. So it's time for another handicap. Uh, and uh, I think this one's going to cost you the race, mate. Go on. What's, I, again, none of these handicaps phase me. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I've got a good idea for you. As you know, we are on Triple M Modern Digital. That's Correct. three M's. Well, three and then one small M. So I was thinking you should do a Triple M. What is a Triple M, Lewis? Let me explain. <laughs> so a Triple M is where one has to drink three big M's oh. <laughs> before they race. So here's the rule. Here's right your, before. Yeah, before the race, here's your new handicap. For breakfast, you must consume a 600 mil strawberry big M. For lunch, you must consume a 600 mil banana big M. And then right before the race, just after we sing the national anthem, you have to scull a chalky big M. 600 mils. That's... 1.8 litres of Big M. 
That's your triple M. That's your new handicap. How do you feel about this race now? Can I switch the banana with the strawberry? I'd prefer a banana in the morning. Just you know, banana's a normal breakfast thing. I'll have. okay. I'll I'll allow a switch cool. as long as I can have a preference of flavor. I'm actually excited about this. Are you going to pay for them? I'll pay for them. <laughs> yeah, I'll right. pay for them. I'll help <laughs> this you. This is great. I'll ensure your own destruction. In I this love race. a chalky milk. You are Bring just so confident about this race. You haven't trained for a month, and you're going to drink like two liters of Big M before the race. You're going to lose. <laughs> I love, I honestly love chocolate milk. <laughs> You've just made me more excited for Thursday. So well, you'll you. be even more excited now because I realize that it's a triple so, M, Lewis, but we're on triple M. What's the punishment here? <laughs> you're going to vomit. <laughs> Um, but because we're on Triple M Modern Digital, yeah. that's another M, but it's a less important M. So after the race, you can consume just a small 300 mil big M. <laughs> that's so, cold, man. That's, <laughs> I thought you had a bit more respect for me than that. No, no, but it will be cold milk. So. Are you going to bring a chuck bucket? Uh, no, I think a you chuck just, it. You can just... <laughs> You could just do it on the, <laughs> on the grass. Um, and this is in addition to the first handicap that we applied for you because I caught you jogging the first time. You're going to have to yeah. run this thing in a donut costume. How is my donut suit coming along? I haven't seen a donut costume around the studio. I'm so. picking it up tonight. Because so I'm not organizing none of these. Why would I hit purposely hinder myself? So if you want to waste your time, you could be training instead of been wasting time organizing all these hindrances. If you spent that time actually running, you wouldn't have to do this. So. Well, look, mate, you talk big. But when it comes down to the race, we'll see who's going to come out on top. You walk right? big because you can't even run four hundred two minutes. <laughs> Yesterday, Luke, in uh, during our show, we uh, did a sketch uh, from, and the sketch was basically us putting on New Zealand accents and uh, impersonating what their radio station sounds like. I didn't even realize how people could tell because we were tuning into New Zealand radio, and people accused of uh, people like I'm pretty sure that was just you. Now. That's it was. Absolutely nonsense. We're going to come clean. We didn't tune into New Zealand radio. It was a sketch. But I the funny thing... I think we're getting thing, a bit of New Zealand radio now. Well, welcome to Georgie. <laughs> <laughs> nope, just Lewis. Um, but people, the funny thing about it was people well, how, somehow... How did, they, how did they know it was a sketch? People, I don't understand. I got people on social media messaging the page and commenting below a video we uploaded saying <laughs> their New Zealand accents just uh, just don't cut it. And I was offended. I was like, you know what? I think we did actually a pretty good job. I did a really good job. We were there Are you for kidding five me? days. We watched. We I imitated. Thought that's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we were. We studied their accent for about a week. And this we, was an outrage. Yeah, we came back. I say this is why people didn't believe. It. <laughs> but um, we wanted to test it out. We were like, you know what? Let's prove people wrong. Let's call uh, somewhere in New Zealand. So we called a bakery before the show. Yeah. And so, was, but there was a problem with this. What we wanted to do is we wanted to call a pizza delivery place and get them to deliver pizza to somewhere. Unfortunately, it was about 8 in the morning in New Zealand, so we had to call a bakery and uh, ask them if they delivered, even though we knew they didn't, and then we wanted to guess where I lived by my accent. And it would have been a win if they just assumed he lived in New Zealand. It's a win, and Lewis does have a convincing New Zealand accent. If they said that we weren't from New Zealand, it's a loss. This is how it went. (coughs) New Zealand, New Zealand. Welcome to Copeland's Bakeries, you're speaking with Sheree. Ah, choice. Uh, is this Copeland's Bakeries? Yes, it is. Oh, mean as. Um, I was just wondering if you had any lemon slices in stock. We have a citrus slice. A citrus slice? Oh, that sounds mm-hmm. delicious. Um, yeah, which is quite good. We have that in stock. Oh, oh choice. Uh, I was wondering if uh, you deliver. Do you deliver? We do not deliver. I'm sorry. Lewis, oh. can you get six... Citrus slices? Yes. Uh, do you have do you have six citrus slices in stock? 
Oh, I'm bound to, but let me just have a quick wee look, but I'm sure we must. Oh, Hold me. on. Hint. Yeah, definitely. Oh, mm-hmm. you've got six. Oh, beautiful. Um, so you you don't deliver. No. Oh, bummer. Um, if you did deliver, do, what what uh, area do you think I'd be calling from? Sorry, repeat that question. If if you did deliver, where <laughs> do you think you would be delivering to? Like what suburb in? Okay, so we are the North Dunedin store that you've called. We have three stores in Dunedin. So depending on which one you're closest to. Yeah, which one do you think I would be closest to? Well, where are you? <laughs> well, don't you think I would be in New Zealand? Isn't it obvious? Sorry? I'm, I'm not sure what you're asking me. Do, do I sound like I'm from New Zealand? <laughs> you sure? You sound a bit Australian, if you ask me. <laughs> You failed. No, I didn't. You said sure, right? Uh, We're calling from um, Triple M Modern Digital in Australia, and we just wanted to test to see if my good friend Lewis here had a convincing New Zealand accent as we were there last week, and people weren't convinced that he could do it properly. Did you believe for any second that he he was New Zealand? Mm, He he sounded Australian. Yeah. But I was saying choice and mean as. Yeah, I think that's what gave it away. Yeah. No one says that. I uh, was thinking to myself, who talks like this? Yeah. Uh, thank you very much. Okay. Choice. Mean, mean as. Bye. Luke and Lewis for lunch. Hold the mayo. Triple M Modern Digital. Luke, it's time to talk about unnecessary customer service. I think this is a problem that is absolutely sweeping the nation. This is a necessary conversation that we need to have about unnecessary conversations that I keep on having. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. Okay, so if you don't know what unnecessary uh, customer service is, you've probably been living under a rock because it's just a trend that every business is bringing in and... It's unnecessary. <laughs> or you've been doing it. You're, you're, yeah. you're the reason. You're the culprit. Yeah. So uh, a perfect example is the supermarket that is just on uh, right next to where we work in the radio station. So it's just a regular supermarket, nothing fancy about it. But when you walk in, there is someone standing at the door ready to greet you. And they say, hello, how are you? Welcome to the supermarket. And I want to say, hello, leave me alone. This is a supermarket, not Gucci. Yeah. (laughs) It's every time, though. I'm like, okay, if you're going to go to the... That's their only purpose, by the way. It's not a bag checker. It's not someone to check people's bags. Like, Kmart will often have them, like, oh, to check people's bags on the way out. Kmart's sneaky. They they disguise their their bag checkers as unnecessary customer service. Yeah. So they, they go, hello, welcome to Kmart. But really, they're like, if you steal something, I'm sending you to jail. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm not really. I'm, I'm a 15-year-old, and I'm going to alert my manager at my earliest convenience. That's what You'll be long happen. gone by then. Yeah. <laughs> but um, what happens at the supermarket here is that's just what they're employed to do. Say, hello, yeah. how are you going today? Hello. And I couldn't even imagine doing that job, but I'm like, okay, if you're going to go to the effort to employ someone to, to greet me, fair enough, but roll out a rag carpet, give me some treatment. Do I want champagne on the way in, okay? Yeah. I want a butler at the door, not some snotty 15-year-old going like, oh, welcome to Coles. Yeah, and, and <laughs> hey, how are you? That's not enough. I, I want like, uh, good evening, sir. Well done. You made it into the supermarket. How may I assist you? And then he does my shopping for me. Yeah. Now, that's, that'd be peak. They just keep going halfway. Yeah, it's not good enough. It's a tease of 
good customer service, which makes it unnecessary. And another thing that I've encountered uh, yeah. in life, when you're having a meal at a restaurant, oh. often the waiter will come over to you mid-meal and say, excuse me, sir, are you enjoying your meal? Now, I was about 10 seconds ago before you started making, I saw you make your way over to my table and it immediately killed the mood. Uh, yeah, and they managed, somehow they managed to do this at the exact moment you put food into your mouth. So it's <laughs> like they, they sit there in the bush yeah. and they watch with binoculars trying to figure out what yeah. he's... Oh, he's about to take a bite out of that messy burger. Three, two, one. And now go. How is your meal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, mate, I've got half a parmigiana in my mouth. I don't appreciate it. It's just unnecessary. Like, if my meal was bad, I wouldn't be halfway through it. Like, no. I would let you know. You don't need to come up to me and ask me how it is. Like, I have nothing to say. It's just completely unnecessary. Yeah, well, can you give me some... Uh, yeah, how would it work on radio if you gave me some customer service? Okay, well, just talk about something relatable. Just go. Uh, so, there's been a lot of... Oh, I'm going to smash you in this run. Hi, welcome to the radio show. How are you enjoying it today? Yeah, great. See, I actually was enjoying it until you just butted me off there and... I hated that. <laughs> Completely unnecessary. <laughs> so unnecessary. <laughs> Luke and Lewis for lunch on Triple M Modern Digital. It's time, Luke, to talk about our button pusher, Michael, who is, I think you'll agree, the nicest person on the planet. One of the kindest souls I've ever met. And you know what? That needs to stop. Michael, turn your mic on. <laughs> Quite frankly, we're sick of your politeness. The fact that you even wouldn't turn it on before he asked is proving our point. <laughs> yes, exactly. All right. What do you have to say for yourself, Michael? Uh, not much. Exactly. <laughs> Way too nice. Okay, so Luke, give us an example of how okay. nice Michael is. He can't even make a joke. So yesterday we were doing a bit of discussion about my personal podcast, right? I do mm. a podcast by myself and Michael started saying, oh, why would anyone will listen to you <laughs> talking to yourself for an hour? We're just joking around in the studio. Yeah. Obviously, we all laughed and I moved on with my life. Half an hour later, I get a text. It was not half an hour later. It's probably like five minutes later because yeah. you felt so bad. You, you freaked out. <laughs> he said, hey, Luke, just wanted to apologize and say I've, I have actually listened to your podcast in the past. Thought it was really strong. You're a great content creator. And I think you deserve to know that when I said I wouldn't listen to your podcast, it was a complete lie. That's well, not a text. That's a novel. I, I didn't, like, take you seriously when you were bagging my podcast. That text was a joke as well. No, it wasn't. And I haven't listened to your podcast. Sorry, <laughs> oh, he's mean. Now, I'll tell you why he's mean, because he's been learning from me, the yeah. mean master. Now, you've I'm, been uh, teaching Michael during the week mm. how to... Essentially, bully co-workers. <laughs> yes, my specialty. So, because we're on Triple M Modern Digital, today we are doing Make Michael Mean. So, uh, we've had a series of lessons. The first lesson that we're about to play for you is uh, I told you, Michael, to uh, tell our producer, Maddie, that, she, that her hair looks bad. We set up hidden cameras. We put a microphone down your shirt, Michael. How did you feel about that? Out of all the things we've done on this show, I hated this the most. <laughs> <laughs> and Maddie is quite, I would say, particular about her hair. Takes yes. pride in her appearance. Yes. Um, so. so this would have cut her pretty deep. And Michael, I think, knew that going in, which is why he was a bit nervous. Yeah. So uh, let's hear it. Hey, Maddie. Hi. Oh, your hair looks really bad at the moment. It just looks really bad at the back. Yeah. That's right, though. And by the way, that's not Maddie laughing. That's her co-worker. 
laughing That's Maddie's at friend laughing in the background. Uh, Maddie was just shocked and didn't say anything. She was offended. I like how you added at the back, like it wasn't an insult anymore. You were just helping her out. <laughs> yeah. You couldn't just be me. But you were like the front spot on. Keep doing you. <laughs> Love your work, Maddie. <laughs> um, and then so we thought, you know, that wasn't enough. It's time for lesson two. So we thought, let's get Michael to work up, walk up to a co-worker that he hasn't met before, knock their pens off the desk, and then tell them to yeah. clean it up. We but wanted th- you to really step it up a notch. Yeah. You, know, you can insult someone, but will you actually bully them and ruin <laughs> their personal belongings? Yeah. But first, I thought we would give you an example. As I am the mean master, I thought I would do that to one of our co-workers, James, who I don't really know that well. So this is my example that I provided to you. Hello, Hey James, can you do something for me? Yeah, sure, just let me do this. Can you pick those up? (laughs) So what you just heard there was Lewis walking into a studio, slapping someone's personal belongings and pens off the table, then asking them to pick it up. (laughs) The master of mean. So I thought that Michael would have seen my example and then learned something from it. So this is how Michael was feeling before he was supposed to slap someone's pens off their desk. He's got his headphones in, and he looks like he's very focused. So go disrupt that workflow. How do you, how do you feel about this, Michael, before you go in? I really don't want to do it at all. Why? You guys are making me, and I, I like his videos, <laughs> and I don't want him to not like me. <laughs> <laughs> so Michael was probably the scaredest that he's ever been in his life, weren't you? I was pretty scared. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, let's see how he did. Can you pick those up, please? I hated that. <laughs> so what you just heard there was not Michael walking up and swatting pens off a desk. <laughs> no. Michael walked up to a workmate of ours, Christians. He had a pen, a, a lid of, I would say a box of pens on his desk, picked it up very, very calmly. Very daintily. Then... Like, edged them closer towards the ground, and as it got about 10 centimetres from the ground, slowly poured the pens out, and then placed the box upright on the ground. <laughs> you couldn't even slap them. You, and like, tipped said, them out. please. <laughs> it was the most polite thing I've ever seen. Yeah. I didn't know what to do. So that concludes Michael's training, and after that, we did a quick recap to see what he had learned. So, Michael, how do you feel now that you're mean? Uh... That felt terrible. Like, the one with Christian, time literally stood still when he looked over at me and, like, he had the, this face of disgust. Yeah, I hated it, that whole thing. <laughs> and, but I did enjoy it, and I, I'll try to be mean in the future. Yeah, did you learn something from me? From you? Yeah. No, you're a yeah. He's learned to be mean! He's learned to be mean! Like <laughs> the Well done, Michael. You're a national hero. We have officially made Michael mean. You bully. Yeah, you know what? I don't like bullies, so if you could uh, just maybe be a bit nicer to everyone around the office from now on, that'd be great, Michael. (laughs) Thanks for all your help with this, guys. No, don't thank us. You just ruined it. Now, as uh, the listeners know, our big race is coming up uh, this Thursday. So Lewis challenged me in a race uh, at the start of the month because I used to be a state-level athlete, and he thinks if he can train for a month that he will be able to beat me in a race if I don't train at all. I know, not think. And the race is this Thursday, (laughs) and uh, we realized that this is a radio show. At mm. the end of the day, and we're going to be running. We're going to be busy running and racing each other. Yeah. Who's going to commentate the race? So yeah, we, we don't. We don't want people to just hear heavy breathing. Yeah. <laughs> so we put it out to you guys last week on the show and last night in the Facebook event for you guys to send in, which you can still join. Yes. Uh, yeah. 
join the Facebook event. It has all the details about the race, which is this Thursday. And we put it in there asking for someone to commentate the race. But we needed auditions. We weren't just going to take anyone off the street. I mean, we are taking people off the street because we can't pay them. But We're actually doing the race on the street. So we're taking them off the street back onto the street. So you'll progress <laughs> nowhere. <laughs> anyway. But at the very least, we needed uh, auditions. So what we decided to do is Luke and I filmed... Um, two 10-second clips of us doing something weird in Just the kitchen. obscure things in the kitchen. We're like, oh, let's give you know people something to commentate. So we filmed two 10-second clips. The first clip was me walking into the kitchen very strangely, filling up a mug of water, and then pouring it on my head, and then finishing off with a dab. Which, by the way, we did not clean up. Oh, yeah, I just, <laughs> I just made out like I'd mopped the area and just kicked around the water a bit. Um, and then... Uh, the the second, second clip was me walking into the kitchen this time. I opened the microwave, put my head into the microwave, and retrieved a gluten-free box of wheat bix with my teeth, and then took a massive bite out of one with no milk. And then you also dabbed yes, at the end. because... Uh, Comedy. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, so we, that was what you guys had to commentate, and uh, we received multiple submissions. Mm-hmm. We've got two contenders for you now that we both really liked. Yeah. Um, there's still one more day for you guys to send in submissions, so if you We're still... Not Today, we still want to see your auditions. We will decide tomorrow, but let's give uh, the first contender. This guy's name was James. Uh, this was James's commentary of our obscure kitchen activities. Here comes Luke doing a bloody stupid walk into the kitchen. He's filling up a white mug of water. That mug's being raised above his head, and he's just tipped the water onto his head. And he's dabbed. <laughs> An absolute peanut. Here comes Lewis Gangly Leg Spears. He's had to lower himself down about 20 metres to get his head inside that microwave. He's pulling out a box with his mouth and he's eating dry wheat picks. And he's just stabbed as well. Obviously, <laughs> wombats are doing stuff like this. It's no wonder they're on Triple M. Modern digital. <laughs> <laughs> that was a very strong performance by James. I love very strong, uh, also his very mean. Yeah, but I, you know what? That's part of the theme of this show. Really That's true. I mean, you're going to be running in a donut costume and yeah. sculling big M's before you run, so we're going to need some good insults. But yeah. uh, let's hear our second audition. Michael, hit play. This one's from Tom. Right, we see some sort of rooster human hybrid strutting into a very narrow kitchen. Here, he's filling up a cup of water just to pour on his head. I think the reason you're on radio is because nobody can see you. Now we see some sort of draft. He nearly ripped the door off of a microwave. He's grabbed something out there. Gluten-free dry Weet-Bix. Because we all know if little Lanky Lewis has his gluten, he's going to start wigging out, isn't he? I love that one. It was very Australian. Bogan. Yes, it was very, very Australian. Uh, just quickly, I'm not gluten intolerant. That was just uh, a box of gluten-free Whitbix that we found on the bench. Pretty sure that they were not supplied by the you office. Just stole someone's gluten-free Whitbix and ate them dry and also made the ground very messy. Yeah, and that was also our fourth and take. And then you started so wigging out. <laughs> four Bix yeah. that we just stole. <laughs> um, yeah, so what were your f- what's your favourite so far leading into that? So far, I'm going to say the, the second one. I do really like the second one just because um, I like the enthusiasm more. I like the laid back style. The, I spoke uh, to Tom. He's from Ballarat and he's willing to drive down to watch the race to commentate it. I think wow. he's coming anyway. So. The commitment. All right. Well, I, I do like him, but uh, there is still a chance for you to send in your auditions. So please do send in uh, your auditions to Luke and Lewis on Facebook. Just film yourself commentating. You, you can must see be those, coming to yeah, the event. You can Thursday. see those videos in the Facebook event. Make sure you hit attending. And uh, you are about to see. Myself smash Luke in we'll, our race. We will decide tomorrow. Luke and Lewis for lunch on Triple M Modern Digital, and now it's time for this. Technology, innovation, expert knowledge, 
didn't have many friends in high school. A man who knows what he's talking about. This is the Gizmo Wiz. My favourite segment. Lewis brings a tech, tech, something technology yes. based to the show. And uh, today you're going to try and sell me on it. Is that correct? Yeah, well, I think that, uh, just quickly, this is also my favourite segment, but my least favourite intro. Well, I made segment. the intro for you because, you know, I felt like the segment needed something to make a good <laughs> Very rude. Okay. So, um, and yeah. by we- the way, for those who are new, Lewis is a gizmo whiz. I'm he just all about technology. All things. Yes, all things to do with technology. I know it all. But we thought we would change the segment slightly from instead of me explaining technology, I'm going to try and sell a piece of new technology to Luke Kidgel. Okay. And uh, if Luke, because if Luke I wants to. I don't have to- a lot of money, by the way. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's all right. I've chosen something relatively cheap for you, and I think it's something that uh, a basic person would enjoy. So I think I'm going to win this one. Mm. Right. You're familiar with Snapchat? Oh, very interested. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, Snapchat, dying medium, I think. Yeah, it is It is dying. I think Instagram has killed it, but I think this is going to bring it back. Can I interest you in some Snapchat spectacles? You have my interest. <laughs> to hear about it, not my wallet yet, okay. not my hip pocket right. interest. So, Snapchat spectacles are some glasses. They're very fashionable. They're plastic. Are you they're, sure? They're, yes. <laughs> uh, uh, ten, 10 out of 10 on the fashion meter. Do you have a photo there? Uh, they're, no, I don't. I'm not going to show you that. It might ruin my argument. <laughs> <laughs> but they are they're basically like aviators but they're yellow around the outside and they're plastic. Would Top Gun wear them? Yeah, well. So would they wear them in Top, Top Gun? Top Gun was around before Snapchat, so probably not. Mm. Uh, so this is too futuristic Modern for day Top Gun. Tom Cruise, would he wear Snapchat spectacles? <laughs> Look, uh, that's not what we're here to talk about. I'm here to try and sell you, all <laughs> no, right? No, he wouldn't. <laughs> So, uh, they are uh, special sunglasses that you wear, but they have, here's the gimmick, well, I mean the feature, they have uh, (laughs) little cameras on top of the glasses that connect to your phone, that connects to Snapchat, so you can hit film on your Snapchat app, and the glasses will film whatever you're currently looking at. Uh, Isn't that what a phone does? (laughs) (laughs) Does a phone protect you from the UV rays, Luke? Sunglasses do. Exactly. So you've got a you've got a little camera sunglasses combo, and it doesn't film exactly what you're looking at because you've got to get your phone out. It's a little bit too obvious. If you wear these sunnies, you could discreetly film something. That's a so feature it's for creeps. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm very interested. Um, okay. No. So what this is is really just creepy eye goggles that just connect to Snapchat. <laughs> Yes. Uh, <laughs> did, they, did they sell these? Yes. Well, actually, when they first came out, they were incredibly popular um, to the point where these are $250, by the way. Um, so they were actually, when they were first came out, the only way you could buy them was from vending machines. Vending machines just popped up <laughs> randomly around cities everywhere. It's as if this isn't Jesus, really cool. Doritos, Coke. Oh, and Snapchat spectacles. There we go. <laughs> Um, but so, at the height of their popularity, they were selling for thousands of dollars on eBay. But I have a special deal for you, Luke. Good, because I'm not paying a thousand. <laughs> this might surprise you, but Snapchat actually has a couple hundred thousand pairs sitting in a warehouse unassembled because for some reason the demand is low. Cobb smacked over here. <laughs> Absolutely cannot fathom that. I so, wonder why. Uh, well, I couldn't tell you that, Luke. Because Obviously- it's just a camera on your face. <laughs> But they're worth $250, but I'm prepared to offer you 50,000 pairs of these Snapchat spectacles for $2,000. What say you? Ooh, 
<laughs> no, 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 no. I was going to say that's a good investment. Then I realized, no, it's not. No one's going to buy them. No deal, Lewis. <laughs> Before the break, you did the Gizmo Wiz, which is a yes. segment where you bring technology news that captivates you because you're a nerd. It's and my you- favorite segment, but with my least favorite intro, because every time you recorded the intro and it just bullies me and I don't like it. Well, that's the only thing that people enjoy about it. But anyway, <laughs> um, so today, and you know, I, I don't get around this technology news as I have to do. If anything, I am almost, I'm a bit of a downer on technology news. And yeah. recently during the week, I've seen something uh-huh. uh, in the news that makes me go, oh, actually, I'm more of a gizmo fizz. Okay. So I today, like already. we're doing this. <laughs> Disappointing technology, frustration, little to no knowledge. Had more friends than Lewis in high school. What? A man who has no idea what he's talking about. This is the Gizmo Fizz. I am the Gizmo Fizz. I'm Why the- is the intro still bullying me? This is your segment. It's still mean to me. This it's is unfair. It's a fact. <laughs> I do your segment. I'll be silent. Yeah, so I just wanted to fizz on a bit of technology news I heard, which I wasn't happy about it. Takes my segment, takes my intro. (laughs) My intro that I made. Plagiarizes your segment, correct? (laughs) Why am I in your intro just bullying me? Oh, you have nothing to do with this segment. I just wanted to make sure people knew that I had uh, a high accumulation of friends throughout school. (laughs) All right, well, tell me about technology that you know nothing about, and I will judge you as Lord Gizmo Wiz. Okay. It's no worries, friends, isn't it? Yes. Okay. So, <laughs> um, I read during the week, right? I wasn't happy oh, about you read. this. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay. I admitted in the intro that I have no knowledge. So yeah. I read that robot servants could be mm. living in our homes in less than a decade. Was not happy about this at all. Why? Ten years away. Hey, they're teaching robots at universities these yeah. days. I've read a study. They're teaching robots at universities to do household chores like cooking, cleaning. Mm-hmm. That's great. I don't like doing household chores, but I don't know. If I'll employ a nanny, it's still going to cost me money for a robot. Yeah, but a robot would be like a one-off it's taking fee people's and then jobs. a maintenance fee. It's taking people's jobs. Yeah, jobs that people don't want to do, though. Mate, like, I don't no want one a robot. wants to be a maid. You know what else is weird about this as well? The robots that they've made, this one robot's called Sophie, right? Mm-hmm. And that sounds like a lovely little girl. Well, not a little girl. That's mm, ooh. Ooh, come on, <laughs> a lovely robo woman. Yes, an adult. And uh, they've they're trying to make them as realistic as possible, which mm-hmm. freaks me out because their faces look very, very real. Oh, that's just and technology. The one thing that gets me is they've made it warm to replicate mm. a human skin. Mm. Yeah. So you don't, mm, don't want to touch a warm robo. No. No, thank you on the warm robots. Yeah, see? Mm, not into uh, that. You could be a fizz on that. Yeah, I'll fizz all over that. I'm not, in, <laughs> not into warm robots. I don't want to be walking around the house and just feel like a hot draft come past me and I'm like, oh, Sophie, get out of here. Yeah, because it's not like, it wouldn't be like a human She'd be warm. good to spoon with though. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I just, I was like, I thought about that and you know, you were like, oh, I bring good technology news to the show. I was like, yeah, I'm not about this one. Would you, okay, I'm going to try and sell it to you. You just tried to sell me Snapchat spectacles. Okay, well, you've really break. lost me on the warm robot, so yeah. you've got to come back with something big. All right, uh, they're about they're about 10 to, they don't, they don't even know how much they are. They're about ten to $100,000 at this stage. Mm-hmm. Have I sold you on the warm robo housemaid? Absolutely. If it's expensive, that means it's good. <laughs> Gizmo was approved. <laughs> <laughs> Luca Lewis for lunch on Triple M Modern Digital.
Now, Lewis, last week, uh, as part of your training, I was trying to help you out, and I thought it would be a good idea to get you running with, our, I know, a Paralympian. One of my good yep. friends from uh, when I used to be an athlete uh, is now a Paralympian, ran at Rio. His name is Jared Clifford. He's yeah, this, fit- guy's a, this guy's a big deal. In, yeah, in, he has in a Wikipedia Olympic- page. <laughs> Does he? Yeah. Yeah, I don't even have one of them. No. They keep deleting me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, he's a 1,500-meter runner. He runs in the T12, T13, which is a vision-impaired category. So yeah. he's uh, partially blind, and uh, he ran at Rio. He came third in the World Champs, and he's only 17. So this guy could he, potentially be like the best one the of world. the best Paralympians in the world. Yeah. That's crazy. He's a very good athlete and excellent human being. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I, th- I brought you down to my local athletics track for you <laughs> to have a bit of a training session with yes. Jared. Yes. And um, we decided that you would have, because we're doing 400 meters, uh, 402 actually, but I decided Lewis, to start actually. you off with a, just a casual 400 meter race. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so, but we thought, you know, you, you <laughs> protested and said this should be handicapped and this is how the race went. Went down. Lewis is going to verse Jared in a 400 meter race. Give me a 20 second head start because otherwise you're not even going to be able to see me. I can't see you anyway. <laughs> <laughs> On your marks, Lewis, get set, go. Lewis starts running and gets about 130 meters ahead in the 20 second head start. And then 20 seconds later, Jared starts. 19, go. <laughs> He's going to catch him. Lewis and Jared are neck and neck as they head into the final 100 metres and then Jared flies past him, beating him by about 50. It's very underwhelming. At least finish it off. Oh. After the race, I found out that Jared had already run 16 kilometres that day. I've done, yeah, 16k. So. <laughs> Have you already done 16k before this? Yeah, so that was okay. good. <laughs> yeah, but I just f***ing raced an Olympian, so you can't make fun of me. He's been to Rio. He's been to Rio, okay? He already ran 16 kilometers and beat you comfortably with a 20-second head start. I had also done some running. You did 400 meters beforehand I as well. I did not. I did 400 meters beforehand, and then I did two 100-meter sprints, nice. okay? I versed your brother, and then I versed her girlfriend. I was wrecked. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you can't, dude, you can't make fun of me for losing against someone who's competed in Rio representing the country. I absolutely can, and I just did. Um, so, <laughs> once upon a time you know it was funny actually the first time i ever ran against jared i was 16 in high school and mm. he was in year seven and uh i felt this like you know the, i f- heard footsteps running next to me at a school cross country championship yeah. look past me didn't see anything i was like oh well, that's weird i thought i heard footsteps then look down <laughs> and there's like this little five foot kid running next to me just destroying it uh yeah so see so even when you were an athlete yeah. he was smashing you when he was in year seven yeah. so <laughs> really 50 meters against a paralympian yeah. is pretty close and then you asked jared for some advice about the race i have a week and a half about okay. yeah, nine we're, days so we're in struggle town all right <laughs> If I was wearing like a full Nike outfit, that'd probably make me a bit faster too. That usually, like if I went and dropped like three hundred bucks at the Nike store. Oh, definitely. Yeah, that'd take ten seconds off. Psychologically, that's just yeah. Right. Well, I head to the Nike store. You've resorted to purchasing a win. (laughs) I think you're struggling when you are relying on the Nike (laughs) app. Well, that's you just lost your sponsorship. Really? You're going to go to the Nike store? You said in there that that will take off 10 seconds. Yeah. Dude, I'll buy, I'll buy, uh, I don't know, what do you buy from the Nike store? Singlet shorts. Singlet shorts, headband, yeah. uh, oh, tights. Yeah, that headband's going to do wonders for your running. Well, I just want to be more aerodynamic. Um, look, mate, the point is, 
the Nike motto, <laughs> just do it. And what I'm just going to do is defeat you in this race. Well, that brings us to the end of the show, but we have a few important things that we need to talk about first, don't we, Luke? Firstly, uh, the race is on Thursday. A great race. We yes. have to, to decide once and for all who will be the... It's almost like not who will be the best runner. Who will be just like the the second worst. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't think anyone's proving they're an elite athlete no. at the end of this thing. And also... We got no suggestions for prizes either. We oh, asked for yeah. suggestions, didn't get any. So we're literally just fighting each other we'll for the right prize. to say, ha ha, I win. <laughs> Suck it, big guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, also there's one more night to uh, send in your auditions to be yes. the official commentator of our race. Yeah, there is an exclusive video in the event for the race. Make sure you click attending so you can see it. There's now, Luke, almost 300 people in this event. So Wow. This in a is, public place. <laughs> it's getting out of hand. Yeah. <laughs> we weren't expecting this much interest. You bring but, a megaphone or something. But you know what? Bring your scooters. We'll, sh- we'll shut the whole street down. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, also, I'm going to be, after this show, getting my Nike outfit, which should take 10 seconds off my runtime. Don't know what my runtime is, but, you know, I'm assuming it'll take 10 seconds off. Yeah. Uh, can I close the show today, Lewis? Yes. Yeah, okay. So... Uh, on Thursday, it's going to be the run with Lewis and Luke, and I'm probably going to pick because we're going to wrap up the show. Well done, everyone. I'm going home. Uh, see you later. That's Luke and Lewis for lunch. <laughs> He's walking out of the studio. <laughs> Just left the room. <laughs> oh, that's the worst thing that's ever been played on here. Luke and Lewis for lunch on Triple M1 and Digital. <laughs>